and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We've come to you a little bit late this week. We thought we'd wait to see what Liverpool didn't do in the transfer. Well, we thought we'd wait to see what everybody else did in the transfer window um, before we decided to, to speak to you after the Chelsea game and to, um, I don't know, pick apart uh, Liverpool won, Chelsea won, and a relative spree of Nat Phillips contract renewals. Uh, I've got Beryl Ackes in the Netherlands. I've got Jay Reid in Liverpool and I've got Neil Patterson in Berlin. Still tentatively, I don't know how long it is, is going to have to say that. But look, Jay, let's kick off with, um, let's kick off with the game on Saturday night. It's one each. Um, let's just start with the lineup. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw it and I was kind of thinking, right, okay, I'm kind of pretty sure. We talked about it before the game. Will it be Robertson or Simicus? Pretty sure it was going to be Robbo. Will it be Firmino or Jota? Well, I was pretty sure it was going to be Firmino. And will it be Naby or Thiago? And it fucking wasn't either of them. And <laughs> I watched and I was like, wait a minute. He's actually done it. He's actually started Harvey Elliott. And I was kind of excited for a while. And then I was kind of nervous for a while. And then I saw that it was Henderson on the other side. And I was like, I'm not really quite sure what he was doing here. But I think it's fair to say that it didn't really work, did it? In a nutshell, no. Um, I was kind of glad that I was away for five days with no phone signal for the majority and no TV. So I didn't get to see any of the social media meltdown that's ensued over the last five six days or whatever but i literally got to the pub about five minutes before kickoff and seen the team I was like, oh, that that that's different but you know we, we go with it um it didn't work it's as simple as that you, you, the, the long and short answer is henderson can't play left hand side of a midfield free if he's going to play it's him or elliot on the right or Thiago, or Curtis Jones, or James Milner, or whoever you want to put there. But he can't play left-hand side. And we had Naby Keita there for the first two games, and everybody said, yeah, he's done a, done a good job, nice and efficient, nothing too flashy, recycled the ball well, kept it neat and tidy. You know, solid seven, seven and a half out of ten performance, which is what we've all said for five years under Genie Wijnaldum, playing left-hand side of midfield three. Why he then decided to force Captain Hendo in is it's it's beyond reasons that I can't explain. But we all probably know why because he's he's the captain and Klopp loves him and he's he's going to get him in one way or the other. Um, and maybe maybe now he realizes that he he just can't do that role where you know. He probably wanted Elliot there because he he done well against Burnley and felt like he needed to start. But it was it was a bit of a gamble to put him in and shift Hendo over and have Fabinho in, who's not match fit, obviously grieving the loss of his father terribly, and force Robbo to play, who clearly wasn't match fit. So you had Robertson, Henderson, and an off-form Mane because that's what Mane is at the moment. He's on or he's off all down the left-hand side, and it just didn't work at all. Um, hopefully Klopp learns, and we don't barely see it too many times unless there's a crisis that forces it, but it, it, it was it was not pretty to watch because every time Chelsea attacked, it was literally a ball straight through midfield, and Fabinho couldn't do them up and up that he does, and Henderson and Elliot were, were out of position too high up the field, whatever, however you want to wear it. They, they just weren't there. Um and Fabinho couldn't fight the fire as he could because he's he's not match fit. That's the long and short of it, really. Um, in hindsight, you know you, you change it, but you know we're not the manager. Klopp lives and dies by the decisions, and unfortunately, that now looks like it was the wrong one. Yeah, Chief, you, you were pretty vocal pre-pod um, in saying that the manager got it wrong, and you know he's not immune, he's not immune to scrutiny, and, and I think we're all pretty fair. We all know that he's got a plethora of strengths and he gets 99 things over 100 right. But 
it looks like on this occasion that he didn't get it right. And I just found it really strange. This was, as the old saying goes, this was a Brexit midfield game and, and we just didn't get that. And as Jay said, there was a real lack of structure there, wasn't there? For me, yes, absolutely. I I would agree with that. Um, you know, at, on one hand, you can't fault the manager for for the selection in the sense that he's he's gone for what he thinks. I would say, or his best eleven, maybe maybe Barr and Harvey Elliott, but but perhaps not. You know, given the selection. However, you know. It's quite clear that Robbo wasn't fit, and you know Costas have been doing well. So why not why not give him the start? Um, you know at the same time it's that that on its own isn't is isn't isn't a big big deal. You know you, I said on the last pod Robbo was on the bench for for the previous game, and the chances are he'd be be starting. You know. Even though Costas had uh, had done well, and I think there was a bit of disagreement, but in in the end he did start. But you know, it, it proved that it was a poor game for him. Um, he never really got into it. The left hand side never really worked. Mane was off. Whether whether he was off because Robbo was off, or whether they were just both off that game, who knows? But need. Neither of them functioned, and therefore the left-hand side didn't function. And when you look, you know, when you look at midfield, Harvey Elliott actually played well on the day, but um, having him there and playing him there, I think, you know, necessitates in the manager's mind Henderson being shoehorned in on that side, as as uh, Jay says, where he's not comfortable and where he can't do the work that Genie did. And that Naby managed has managed to do in the previous two games. So I looked a bit off, and then you couple, couple that with Firmino starting for for Jota in a move which I think was was the wrong one. Um, and I expected Jota to start the game. I thought he he'd done enough certainly in the in the first two matches to to warrant the start. And. Bobby then then having to be pulled sort of what twenty five minutes into the game, hamstrings you know hamstrings the manager in the second half in terms of substitutions and where we can go and I'm sure we'll get onto that a bit later but yeah in general I, I think you know we can say in hindsight the selection was poor but it's not hindsight for the manager and for the for the staff they they know. Uh, who's who's really fit and who's firing? Uh, I think it was more a more a safe selection in Klopp's mind, uh, notwithstanding Elliot being in there. Although I think you know what I've said, Elliot being in there necessitates the babysitting job of of Henderson, and and therefore none of it really works. And we've seen it so many times before that when when the cogs in the machine are slightly out, the whole thing falls apart. And it was a bit like that because. Although we haven't lost the game, you know, it, it, it certainly feels like that coming out, you know, playing against 10 for 45 minutes, notwithstanding the fact that Chelsea are very, very, very good side and they had time to set up for the second half, we should have won that game. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Um, if not win it, we should have made it much, much, much harder for them to hang on. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with that, Chief. Beryl, Chief cites the the cogs in the machine not working, and you know initially I thought we played quite well, and I was pretty encouraged by the start. But after the match, I, I reflected on it, and actually, although we I thought it was a decent a decent all round performance, there was a lot of individual performances that just really weren't up to scratch. You know, Fabinho looked miles off at certainly the first half. Trent wasn't his usual self. Mane had one of those, has Mane still got COVID after 18 months games? Robbo clearly looked, didn't, looked as though he wasn't fit. And, and you know, we've discussed the Henderson issue out, out the left. And, you know, I, I very rarely have anything negative to say about Jordan Henderson, but there's an argument to say he was the worst player on the pitch on Saturday. So do you think that 
this is just is this a system issue? Is this because of the side that Klopp picked? Or do you think that on another day, if the performance levels had been there from certain individuals, we, we could have made life loads more difficult for them? Because I kind of feel like we're hanging the manager out the dry here. I'm sure he can handle it, but... Um, <laughs> True. Um, uh, I, <laughs> he, gives, I, I think... he gives not a lot of fucks what I think, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you maybe you, but not not a, not a lot of folks about what I think. I'd say so. I can I can be free to 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 you know to to criticize it, but I I I don't I I don't think we have lots of reasons, you know, except for the things that you just. Um, I think Hendo on the left was, and Jay said it, you said it, Neil said it. It's it's that was. Clearly, the wrong choice. He he was like a a fish out of water, and and you could say you know it's just midfield, just on the other side. But he, he clearly wasn't up to it, and uh, and 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 he wasn't helped by the fact that uh, neither Robo or Sadio were uh, were in top form. But I think uh, we are trying to do some things um, differently. We we've had a a full preseason in which we. Um, tried out new things i think uh, and, and the thing we are trying to do on the right hand side with with elliot trent and, and sala is something new this is uh, different to what we've uh, what we've done because um uh, what we saw not even last season but the season before is that teams teams would would um you know would would, would overload uh, their right defensive side uh, their left defensive side to 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 Try to in 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 a in an effort to try to stop uh, Salah, but uh, and and then we we have Trent at that same side, um, and and what we uh, used to do was was um, have Hendo there to to do the the, the boring stuff, uh, the dirty work, uh, or whatever you may call it. But now we have Elliot there trying to do some some different things, and he's he's more a, a player who tries to to combine. He, uh, and and excuse me for the comparison, but it's it's a bit like uh, a, a bit like what Manchester City do, does uh, do uh, with their right hand side, and 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 Walker gets into midfield, and, and this is what Trent. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know if you noticed, but Trent is is venturing now in, into the middle of the park more than uh, taking the, the 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 right hand side and 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 only. Um, um, Try to uh, uh, cross the ball, but he he's trying to to play through the middle more. And and I'm sure this isn't on his own in, initiative, but this is something we try to do. It's something new, so we can, you know, uh, keep uh, a surprise other teams. Um, but it clearly um, ha- ha- had it needs it needs a lot more work to 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 work. Uh, um, um, I I think we played very well until we conceded uh, a, a very well well taken but also a bit lucky goal from from Kai Havertz um we, we were really dominating them at, uh, up until that point but then we kind of collapsed uh, a, a bit and they could have gone ahead 2-0 and maybe even more so we were a bit lucky in in, in that respect so I, I think there is the 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 manager um has to uh, see and he, I'm, I'm sure if if I see it, he, he will have seen it. That there is, uh, you know, there are some issues. We need to get better than than we are at this moment. Um, yeah, that, that there were some things that 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 I really liked. Uh, I I I, um, I I thought I thought Elliot was was the, was our best player on the pitch, and I think you know keep playing him if he plays like this. Um, but please don't put Hendo on the left. I would, I'd say, uh, and 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 we'll see how, how this, you know, how, how this uh, develops, how we develop. But I, I think we are trying to do some new things, and 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 that's probably a good thing. I, I would say. Yeah, um, probably from my perspective, it probably would have been nice if we worked these kinks out before we played Chelsea. But you know, we are where we are. Jay, I think Beryl's right. Really, really impressed with Elliot's performance. Um, the kid just seems like completely unfathomable. Even when he does something daft and does something stupid, it just doesn't affect him at all. And one touch 
passes, you know, intelligent use of the ball. I thought he was the best player in the pitch for us. I just wonder how much of that, in your opinion, was due to him and how much of it was due to, as previously discussed, the levels of, of the players around him. And actually, uh, you know, is is that, if it is due to the levels around him, is that actually a testament to him, the fact that he was able to put that sort of performance in when people around him weren't delivering? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's a bit of both. Um, he he shouldn't have been the best player on the pitch for us on Saturday. The, the, yeah, I totally agree with that. He, sh- he shouldn't have been that, um, but he was, which is a damning indictment on those around him, as you've said, and the, as others have said. Um, he, he's he's clearly a talent. He's he's exceeded what I thought we would. It's only been a couple of games. I, I, I caveat that with, but he's exceeded what I thought we would see from this season. I didn't think he'd be in the the start eleven Premier League so early. Um, I thought he'd get a couple of League Cup games. You might see him off the bench a couple of times, but he, he he's got the talent and. The saying is, if you if you're good enough, you're old enough. We've all seen it with Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, Stephen Gerrard throughout the years. I know you you put on a name in with legends of the club, um, but he's clearly got the ability to play. Um, the only the only thing I, I would say about him is there was a few occasions where he's he's always looking for for, for Mo because he's playing on that side and. That's understandable because he's the senior pro. He's scored numerous goals for us, but I've always thought there was there was sometimes opportunities where he could have maybe had a shot. He could have maybe laid it off to a more simpler ball. And credit to the lad, he's trying these hard balls. But sometimes, and it'll come with age. He he, he just look for the for the past and Mo Salah all the time when sometimes there was other options on but as I say that that's a, a minor criticism on his performance um, there was obviously a discussion through the summer we, we lost Ginny um, and Klopp said you know we, we've got we've got the numbers there we've got the players and yeah we have in 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 Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones last season coming through um, we've got these lads coming through the, the academy through the system to, to take the teams, uh, take first team slots, but we we have not replaced Ginny Wijnaldum as a as a player, as an ability of what he can do and his availability. That's the only that's the only thing about that. Um, but but with Elliot, you would now after two games, you'd, you'd probably have no no fear of seeing his name in the team sheet. And as as you said, like it was a surprise to many that he did start the Chelsea game, but if he was to then start our next game back after the international break, which is leads away, closely followed by Milan in the Champions League at home, I think if you're going to give him a start, then you wouldn't be surprised to see him in either of them games. I'd probably say chuck him in against Leeds because he'd probably have more space. Um, the way Leeds play in the quite open in midfield and the Champions League, the first group game, it might be a little bit of a cagey affair. We just, we just don't know. Um, I don't know enough about Milan to... To, to really question that and we'll talk about those teams coming up in future pods but I think if he, if he is in the lineup, it will be on that side because he is more attacking and that's what the right hand side of midfield three does it's the attacking role where the left hand side is more disciplined more more structured more more, more designed to help out with, with Fabinho where the, the, the right hand side is, is allowed to roam and get involved with the attack so I wouldn't be surprised to see him there but just home and back on the whole thing it can't be with Henderson on the left and him on the right it's going to have to be one or the other in that attacking role um, that, that links the play but other than that you can't really knock the lad for, for what he's done he's arguably been the player of the month even though he's only played two games yeah so far so good for the kids you know Chief so I don't want to get into the the penalty red card sort of things. You know, it, it's half time. We we get the penalty. Salah continues to be the shittest penalty taker in the history of football that never misses. Um, but 
I'm just curious. We, we've talked about the manager's approach. We're sitting there at half time or on 60 or on 70 or whatever. And, you know, you've got Naby, you've got Chamberlain and you've got Taki on the bench. And I'm just wondering, you know, given the way the game was panning out, given the way when we were dominant, probably, you know, 55 to 65, as we've talked about, um, when really all we kind of accumulated from that was a couple of long range shots, you know, what, what were you, what were you crying out for? What were you screaming at the TV for the manager to do at that point? Um, to be honest, you know, it's, it's difficult. You, you know, you tend as a, a Liverpool fan over the last few years, we've been conditioned not to be screaming. For the, the other thing there is, is Thiago with 10 to go. That was the one, that, the, the big shout from everybody was get him on, get him on, get him on. Did, did well, for absolute... me, I don't understand. You know, I don't understand why either Thiago or Naby didn't start, as we've referenced on that on that side, uh, as opposed to, to Henderson. Um, but having made that call, he obviously wanted to... to to leave those players on the pitch for as long as possible. It was the same with Robbo having made that call. Why does why does that change not come earlier? Well, he wants to give them as long as possible on the pitch, having made the call, and then he realizes he can't do the night, he, he brings him off. And I don't I'm not getting at the manager, but there is a, there has been, there always has been a tendency in certain games that are regarded as the perhaps pivotal games of the season or the derbies or the, or the most intense games that, you know, you'll take a draw. And for me, for me, in some way, there, there was a little bit of that, even though it was against 10 men. Um, maybe it did come too early in the season. Maybe the players weren't quite on their game. Uh, you know, they're not conditioned to be at the top of their game at the, at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, Chelsea are expected, and I, you know, I, I fully agree that they will 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 fight for for the title pretty much all the way, and could end up winning it if we don't. Um, so perhaps there was a bit of that in there, you know, a point is a point, and you take it and you move on, especially at this stage of the season. Um, but. <clears throat> For me, there was a there was a there was a bit of a lack of ambition and what change you, you I asked? thought we, we've talked to you, there was an opportunity there, and if if the we're going to be screw, if we're going to be restricted the long range, if we're going to be restricted the long range shots, Oxford Chambers on the bench. If we need to pick a lock and we need someone who can maybe work in small spaces, there's Naby and there's Taki on the bench. Well, this is what I'm saying. For me, if for me, if you're asking me who do I think can come on and score a goal in a situation where you're where you're surrounding the box and looking to make things happen off maybe a one-two, off maybe a give and go, and, and getting it behind, I'd say bring on Minamino. But we're obviously in a position where Klopp doesn't really trust him yet, if he ever is going to, and and doesn't want to make that move. You know, if he's 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 a player who can can stick the ball in the net and has shown it. It's pretty lethal in front of goal in the right position. If you get him between the posts, he'll, he, nine times out of ten, he'll put it away. And not only that, he's he, he's good at that number 10 role, you know, at, at making that, that, you know, that final pass, making the, the chance happen. So, you know, with 10 to go, why not bring him on? But obviously, he didn't get a sniff. So, when you're looking at that bench, who do I think is most likely to make? I, I wouldn't bring on Oxley Chamberlain to, to pepper the goal from 25 yards. I wouldn't do it. I, I'd have brought on Minamino because for me there's more chance of him sticking in the net. But neither of them got close. You would never bring on. You would never bring on Oxley Chamberlain though. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't because I don't think. For me, yeah, I don't want to get into it. But for me, he's never proved enough as a footballer as, as, as what he actually does and what he actually is. But um, but yeah. I, I take your meaning in that I guess from the question there weren't 
too many options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they wanted to guarantee a goal or a chance, there, there, there weren't too many options to, to bring on. Beryl, I'll try and finish on a positive here. Um, the two centre halves looked really, really solid. Um, they, they're not really in a lot of trouble. Maddox gets ruled once. Um, they're not given a lot of protection, and you can't really attribute any blame to the goal to them either. And in the meantime, um, regardless of, of how impressed we all are with Kanate's just <laughs> appearance and ability as just a human being, never mind a footballer, um, it looks like those two, and you, you've got to be happy with that, don't you? Absolutely. Um, uh, I saw the press conference of the Dutch national team uh, yesterday and uh, um, uh, not only uh, good old, uh, well, old Louis van Gaal was, uh, was of course, uh, at the press conference, but also Wurt van Dijk, who thanked his, uh, his manager Klopp for, uh, for giving him the time to, to get back to his, uh, his fitness because he needed matches. Um, I, I, you know, uh, we all saw him not being uh, at his best uh, um, against Norwich. Um, he, he was getting better at, at Burnley, still not at 100%. I don't think he is now at, at 100%, but he's getting there. And, um, and, and the only way to, 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 uh, to get him there is is just to let him play and and to to um, you know he he's a confident guy but still uh, if you have uh, uh, the the sort of uh, injury that he has suffered uh, you 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 need to to gain some confidence back even if you're Virgil Van Dijk uh, and uh, you know the the way he handled with uh, with Lukaku was of course uh, impeccable there was uh, once he got past him but I think that was a foul. Um, well, you know, n- never mind all that. Lukaku was hailed as 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 if we never saw him play in the, the Premier League. Yeah. I like uh, Lukaku as a, a as a human being. I've I've, I've seen um, a, a couple of interviews by him. You know, that made me like him as a human being, and and I, I think he's a very useful football player. And he got a lot better uh, in, in Italy, but but still, you know, we, we've seen him. And we've seen him against Virgil van Dijk, and uh, I, I, we know he can handle him. Uh, Joao Matip is, is Joao Matip. He, he did a, a really funny one, um, you know, be, being really angry because he, he got a real good tackle. But you know, because of the incredible refereeing in in in, in the Premier League, uh, you know, w- w- that was deemed a foul. Um, he got rolled once. I, I, I thought he dived in there, but. Because he 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 knew um, he he was being covered by by Virgil, uh, so it didn't amount to to, to a real chance. Uh, I think uh, during the period from uh, you know the goal they scored uh, until uh, we got a grip uh, and 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 got back to 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 you know uh, trusting ourselves and, um, and there, there was a, a, a little time that I thought he he was a bit. Uh, nervous as well, but you know all of this is is quite normal because you know this is the way we play. But you know if those two can keep fit, uh, I, I, I'm I'm really happy to see uh, Konate's um, very impressive physique uh, from the bench, and I, I'm, I'm sure we will see him in in a couple of games. And I'd really like to see Joe Gomez, but but and not in a hurry in the first team, not in important matches. Just, just let keep these two. Um, fit and let him play, and I think uh, uh, with you know Alison, um, uh, Matip, Van Dijk, and and a fit uh, and uh, you know uh, mentally fit uh, Fabinho in front of them, I think we have a have an, a very 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 strong uh, defensive core that will concede um, very little goals. That that's what I would I would think. So yeah, um, I think we did well defensively. Yeah, we've, we've, we have seemed to get a little bit of stability and, and, and fitness and consistency back there, which is which is fine. And it was just great. It's something we sorely lacked last year. All right, yeah, let's get on to it. Oh, the transfer window. How, how, what, like, what window? 
<laughs> it's like a porthole, isn't it? Like a dog flap. All right. So listen, like, like genuinely, um, I suppose, I suppose the, que- the first question for me is, like, are you surprised? Because for me, I'm not really. Um, I didn't think we were going to do something in midfield, and I thought if we were going to do something at the top end, it, it kind of relied on at least one of Taki and Div fucking off somewhere. And I didn't see that as likely to happen. So, I don't know, what about you? Did you expect us to do something? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I didn't think we'd be this... I'm going to say negligence. Um because that's how I see it. I just, I just don't think it's a very wise idea. Um, we're gambling a lot on this season on on the lads that we've got. Um, and I can see and that day because we we gambled, we gambled last year, last year at, the, at the back, and it completely fucking backfired. So it seems negligent to do it again at the other end of the pitch. It is, and like we we already knew, I. Okay, while we operate in, in transfers, we we all know that the historical nature is we we all identify a player, we'll scout them for several months, a couple of years maybe, and we work on a deal over a long time. Um, and you would have thought after last season at the back of the back where we didn't replace Diane Lovren with another body of a senior centre back. Now whether that was because Kanate was the man we wanted and he wasn't available, and it was going to be this summer and he was the only man for Klopp or whatever, then then that's up for debate. But we knew going in January 1st, and we all spoke about it, that we had no senior recognised centre-back fits because Matip, Gomez and Van Dijk were all out. And it should have been acted upon right away. And it took until the day before the end of the transfer window, or maybe the day of, I can't quite remember exactly. And we brought in a lad from Preston who never actually graced the pitch for us apart from the friendly and a lad on loan from Germany who'd done okay, and we've seen him for about nine games, and then that was it. And then even then, we were shoehorning in midfielders into centre-back, and it only literally took the crunch of the season to find out that it was better off to have Fabinho in midfield and just gamble with two inexperienced lads at the back. And to the credit, they done what they did. They got us through. They got us over the line. Thank you very much. But... We gambled and it didn't work and we should have known that going into the season we are gambling on the fitness of the front four and four into three the match yet sort of works but you, you, you're still gambling on two lads in Bobby and Mane who have considerably dropped off in the last two years from where he was. Uh, Jota who had a half a season with us because he was injured um, and then you just Bearing more weight on most our shoulders, and you know, we know we can do it, but it's a huge, huge gamble. If 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 we lost most our, I I really dread to think what 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 the team would look like in terms of attacking force. And we've also got the Afcon in January, which we will lose Manny and Salah for, and Navi Keita, but he's not as pivotal as as those two front lads. So you would have thought really get somebody in and get them embedded into the team, even if it was to be a backup player who was going to come off the bench, play 15, 20 minutes, feature in the League Cup, maybe get the odd start in the league here and there. At least he'd be ready and integrated into the system, into the team, ready for January when, realistically, Senegal and Egypt are going to go out of their group and probably through the next round. So we're going to lose them for at least five, maybe six games. Um, And we all know we all tend to struggle in that past the year. We, December, January, we always seem to have a wobble, regardless of what the situation is. So to take away two of your attacking threats and the one who scored the most goals for us over the past four or five years, that one season one that is Mo Salah, it, it seems a bit lunacy. Um, and there's many theories why this has happened. We can get into them, but at the end of the day, I just think it's negligent that we've we've let a lad in in Wijnaldum go all his availability and all his minutes and all his experience and not really replaced it. And we're gambling on a couple of young lads coming through and the fitness of four or five midfielders who's 
it was questionable and the fitness of four forwards and we've already know one's injured we don't even know how long he's out for we knew there was a scan and we still don't know how long he's out for is it going to be one of these like I'm we, sure we ever know how long they're out for yeah. <laughs> but they is it going to be oh yeah it's three or four three or four weeks like it was with Matip and Henderson and it turned out to be five months like is, is that what we're doing now is that is that how we're playing it because like we can get into all the FSG stuff in a bit but it, it really they knew the severity of Bobby's injury on Monday and we had a couple of days to surely must have been someone out there if it, if it is a bad injury that we could have got in even on a loan there must have been somebody we could have got and I just think it's it is hugely negligent from the club and I'll let the other lads have a, have a say but that that's how I think it is yeah Chief you know there's an argument to say that we're we're stopped body wise you know eight eight into three in midfield and if you're going to throw Taki and Dev in there it's six into three at the top end of the pitch but you know, what are you more surprised about? Are you, are you more surprised about us not doing something in midfield or are you more surprised about us not doing something at the top end? I'm more surprised... Because I know you well, thought we were definitely going to do something. Yeah, I thought I thought we'd do too, to be honest. And I thought, as, as Jay did, that Saul was pretty much nailed on. And... Um, even more disappointed that we didn't do something with that, given that he's gone to Chelsea. And I feel that that's a very good move for them. It's uh, just added steel in an area where they were a little short, especially given Kante's injury issues over the last little while. Um, I think we're gambling, as I said, pre pod I think we're gambling in two areas. And I think we're gambling on fitness in midfield. And I think we're gambling on form up front. Where's your biggest worry? At the moment, at the moment, my biggest worry would be up front. Because we've already, we've got an injury to Bobby. Um, there's been question marks over his goal scoring record the last couple of seasons. Particularly last season. Sadio Mane as well has dropped up, well dropped off massively last season, and still looks still looks rusty. And there's no guarantee that he's going to refine his his form of a couple of years ago. My big issues were standing still, and a lot of people say yes, we've 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 got all our players back, and you know last season was a complete anomaly, and we got absolutely smashed. But and all of that is a hundred percent true. But last season was last season. This is this season. That was then. That's gone, and it's over. And, and every other team's moved on in some way or another. And we actually haven't, aside from from signing um, Kanate. So yeah, I feel we're stocked at the back. And if we can keep all the midfielders essentially fit most of the season, you know, give or take a few three four week injuries for the odd strain here or there, then I think we're in decent shape there up front. I think. We're we're asking a lot of Mo Salah because he's the only guaranteed goal scorer there. Um, and I think, as I as I put in, the, in our chat, our WhatsApp group, I think the owners of or whatever the committee, however you want to work it, the the guys who who are in charge of the transfers have made Klopp's job, which is to win the league and perhaps the Champions League as well that bit harder by by not investing in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I, I, I really can't disagree with you. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm trying not to be reactive, Beryl, to the, the comparisons to the business that other teams have done around us, but it's hard not to. Um, I know that We've got the numbers there, but do you think that do you think that we're in a more difficult position now to go and achieve what our aspirations would be this year, given what other teams have done? In hindsight, of the lack of our transfer business, 
or are, uh, we, yeah. are we going oh, to have to rely? Are we going to have to rely on these unquantifiable? We've got the Anfield crowd back. You know, we, we've got the centre halves back. We've got a little bit more fitness in the areas of the pitch that we we severely lacked last year, and you know the desire and the hunger of these players. But you, you can't rely on that forever, can you? Um. Well, um, if if you know, it's it, it's a bit like Klopp trusting his team. I I I I still uh, trust our recruiting recruiting process and uh, you know all 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 of the the rationale that they uh, and uh, they have been been using to 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 make us of us a, a, a title winning side and a Champions League winning side. Uh, without uh, the I- enormous um, financial muscle that uh, you know teams like Manchester City, Manchester United, and Chelsea have, um, and, and yes, you know, I, I was I was a bit uh, disappointed that we didn't get someone up front, but because uh, like you, I, I I didn't think we w- would get in someone in midfield because. Um, yeah, yeah I, as I said, I I didn't trust uh, Nabi Keita to to perform anymore uh, up until you know, and and uh, this makes me a bit fickle of of course, but uh, you know, uh, his his first two games this season and and probably um, you know the, the the impression that he gave uh, in preseason ha- might have given um, uh, the, the the club. Uh, uh, the feeling that that he will be uh, someone who could, who could you know uh, fulfill fulfill a, a role in, in next season. Um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain hasn't suffered uh, uh, a, a very uh, major injury for for more than a year now, so you know you could say that he he's probably fit now. Uh, we have Curtis Jones and and now we also have Harvey Elliott, so I think that there are lots of options uh, in in midfield that you know to to. Um, to to help out the, the first choice of Thiago, uh, uh, Fabinho, and Henderson, and I would say, but up front, I think we are a bit bit thin, um, uh, especially with Firmino and Sadio, um, you know, Mane not being at their best for for a, a, a long time now. So we are now um uh, relying a, a lot on on Salah to score goals but you know as we spoke uh, about earlier i think we are trying to do some things uh, tactically so probably to 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 make other players score goals as well I, that's what i would guess and to not make us a, a one man team uh, and if you um defend Salah then you defend uh, then you can you can get something from 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 liverpool maybe that's the thinking um, you know, to to counter that, um, and 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 you mentioned the other teams and 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 their uh, recruitment. Um, I I don't think Man City did did, did a lot. That uh, you know, they they lost Mandi uh, to to non-footballing reasons. Uh, I, I think there is there's something brewing in that uh, in that in that uh, squad. You know, Bernardo Silva stated that he wants out um uh the what's his name uh, laporta uh, laporte uh, wants out but you know he's still there and um i i saw some quotes from mares uh, about uh, how, how he thinks that that the other players at his club aren't aren't football minded because they don't follow the league and they don't follow uh, the champions league and and, um, and he was complaining about that um uh, Manchester United, you know, superficially they have done some good business because then, you know, they they had Dan James and now they have uh, Jaden Sancho, and and I think that there that, that's an improvement. Um, um, but if I saw Jaden Sancho, uh, it, it was like they had that they they had recruited a knockoff version a, a, a twin who who doesn't know how to play football and 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 this leads me to the conundrum that that is um that you can't know how a player will perform in the premier league until you see them in the premier league but then you need to get players from the premier league but all of these clubs are financially very powerful even a club like west ham can can spend Lots of money on the uh, on the on the transfer market. So the, that would mean, you know, we we were 
um, reportedly interested in Jared Bowen. Uh, but to get Jared Bowen, you would uh, have to pay massive, massive amounts of money, uh, 45, 50 million uh, were, were some figures that I heard. So, um, and, and um, I, I don't think FSG work like that. FSG are, you know, let's not romanticize it. Uh, they've done some good work and they've they've helped uh, our club um you know win a title and win a champions league but they are uh, essentially they are still um a, a hedge fund and and they they are looking to make money and 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 these people hedge funds make money by being very rational about things and uh and 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 calculating their risks and calculating the gambles that they're taking um and i think uh, what they're doing now is is again a calculated risk you, you know the cynic in me would think that they don't expect us to win the league this this season and um and are maybe gearing up for a rejuvenation uh, of the squad uh, next season or and then uh, over the next seasons or maybe they are um you know trying to sell the club i i don't know but um Maybe it is negligent, but I think we will only know after a while if, if this is negligent or not, and that would make it hindsight. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 of course, I I I I would have wanted a, a, a super transfer, like you know, get in Mbappe, uh, but you know, I I always knew that, that the chances for that were very slim. Because you know we don't do things like that, not not at that you know um, that um, uh, those amounts of money that we, we would never spend. I I, I would have thought, um, uh, but you know you, you could have looked at at some some younger players who 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 aren't there yet, but who could be there yet in in in, in a couple of years, a couple of seasons, and we didn't, and and that makes us vulnerable. Uh, but uh, I, I I tend to be uh, uh, optimistic about this, you know, because of the the tactical, I mean, the defensive uh, uh, rigidity, the solidity that we we have now. Um, uh, I, I would think that we will uh, still challenge even with what we have now, and 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 maybe people will step up, maybe Curtis Jones will step up, maybe Minamine will step up. I don't think Divi <laughs> Origi will step up, but you know, you never know. Um, we, we'll have to see. It's, it's, yeah, we'll have to see. That's, that's, that's the only thing I could say. I, I, I remain optimistic, um, and maybe wish, you know, it's wishful thinking. Yeah, we'll, we'll all do our best to remain optimistic. Um, Jay, let's just do a bit in the owners here. Um, we've seen this before. Um, to me, they seem to have totally misread. The situation um it feels a little bit like another absolute pr disaster where the predictions of undoubtedly henderson's contract renewal will be uh, announced on transfer deadline day and everybody was like i told you so i told you so and then it almost got to levels of trolling elements of the fan base by telling everyone that Nat Phillips had been given a five-year deal when people were hoping for like a 40 or 50 million pound forward to come in. And I've had a lot of good things to say about these guys, but, you know, they continue to do things in certain ways that almost seem to antagonize supporters. Yep. Uh, when's the John Henry apology video dropping? Anyone know? Oh God, you know. <laughs> but it, but it's it's, it's it's almost come with a level of more frequency now. And I don't want to get yeah. into the whole ticketing fiasco, but that's just another issue here, isn't it? Yeah, they, they've they've made issues, mistakes in the past, and it's been and they make and they make they make these problems for themselves a lot of the time, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and but and they've quickly come out and you know rectified it all made a statement or whatever, done this, that, the other. But it almost feels as though, like, since the whole European Super League debacle of, what, five, six months ago, whatever it was, and he come out and made that apology video, that, like, there's been no social interaction to do with Liverpool from 
any of FSG. Like obviously you see Linda's probably a bit more social media savvy and posts a lot more and even even there, social media has, has completely died off in in terms of tweeting about Liverpool and making comments and it's literally down to if we win, it's congratulations, well done. Like I don't know if there was anything at the weekend I didn't see, but they used to be a lot more vocal and I think they know um that they've upset too many people now and I think what they did over this window with with not investing however you want to see it and then just the absolute piss take out of the fans of of not not respecting them in, in, in the point of a contract can be done any time and they can be signed at any point and you'd imagine that the videos for and the pictures for Henderson and Phillips were done before the weekend if not a couple of weeks ago they could have dropped that contract information out any other time, but to drop it on transfer deadline day when pretty much 85, 90% of the fan base were like, we should be making signings. It just felt like a massive kick in the teeth. And I do wonder where, where, where did he come back from this now? And the, I don't know. Maybe there's a feeling behind that. Are they just, have they had enough? Or is this as far as they can go? Because they know with the, the collapse of the Super League, the collapse of Project Big Picture, we're trying to get more of a slice of the cake for, for the bigger clubs. These things have all fell flat on the face. They were all financially beneficial for them. And it's not fell in their, in their course. And obviously, the COVID situation with losing so much revenue or whatever. Do they now realise that they, they can't compete with Chelsea and City of, of, of funded states, of oil back states, and they can't compete with Manchester United because they've got such a, a global commercial lead on us, and they can't compete with Munich, Juventus, Real Madrid and Barcelona as much as they are. PSG. PSG, as much as that, like, the, the Spanish clubs and, and Juventus are financially cash-strapped, they'll always have a way. They'll always, like, Juventus done two-year loan deals with options to buy for players like they find a way around things we 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 just can't do it um or we don't seem to be willing to do it have they realized that this is this is as far as they can come and if we we tie down the manager to 2024 we tie down all the players after that we are they are you are you suggesting they're protecting their investment protecting the investments if they get the stand built by i think it's 2023 i think it's a two-year window to build the, the anfield road the main stand's done, the training ground's done. Would you be surprised if it's just all a plan to, you know, protect your assets and then maybe sell in a couple of years' time because they just cannot compete financially or they're not willing to compete financially with these other teams? And if that if that's if that's the case, then you know it it, it might be just a deja vu situation of what twenty years ago when David Moore said, said I, I can't take this club anymore. Because it's it, it's too financially heavy, and it, it, I'll have to give it to someone else. And why it's always been the case that there's there's just the key holders. Like they come in, they they look after the club, and we'll always be there. They they only part time. Is that the case? I don't know. It, it could be a, a a wild theory, but it sort of seems to all be pointing in that in, in that direction. The way I see it, that they they've had enough in terms of putting more. They won't they won't put any more money in than what they the already after in terms of a couple of loans for stands because we all know that their stance is we self-fund ourselves and are not willing to to go into the market of the Abramoviches and the oil states and whatever and, and, and throw the, the hand in the pocket too deeply because that's just not how they operate and if it's a three billion price tag that they've got on us and they bought us for 300 million then you can't say that's a bad bit of business No, not at all Chief, just to, just to wrap us up then, um, there's kind of two schools of thought here that are, you know, they're, they're, they're polar opposites. Um, these guys bought this club, and I think a lot of, for me, a lot of emphasis was based on the fact that FFP was going to be enforced and enforced properly, and that would give them somewhere close to a level playing field against any other club, um, regardless of who they were backed by and where the money was coming from because they backed themselves to be smarter and cleverer than everybody else, which is fair. Um, And maybe they've just realized that 
football isn't fair and the money's always going to win out at the end of the day. The other school of thought is, you know, how confident are you that this is just, it's a delaying tactic where they're looking at the squad and they're thinking, right, well, the wages are there. We're not, in, we're actually not in bad nick. And if you look at it objectively, we're not in bad nick from a squad perspective. You know, yeah, okay, you you you, you pull a Rigi out and you put a Jeremy Doku in or somebody like that. And I don't know, maybe you, you, you throw a Saul Niguez in there and, and everybody's happy and everybody's thinking, oh, we're grand. Are they, are they keeping their powder dry for, for something big in the summer? Like potentially we did when we were going to go and sign a game changer when we did Alisson and Van Dijk. Because this, this, we've heard this a couple of times, the next window is going to be the big window. The next window is going to be the big one. And we've heard it again this summer. How much faith do you have that that is actually going to be the case? Um, well, the more often you hear it, the less faith you have, of course, um, as stands to reason. But, you know, the the big one that didn't happen, that looked to be happening, was Mbappe. And that's the one with all the rumours. And if he doesn't sign an extension, which it looks like he's not going to, seems quite clear that he's not going to, and he hasn't been signed already, it means since he's going to go on a free, and it's his choice, and, you know, if we've been somewhat clear in the decks for, for him or or a Haaland, but I, I think the Haaland thing is much more unlikely given given the the representation there. Um, but if we have been clear in the decks, then, then brilliant. But as Beryl said, the truth about this transfer window will only be really known in hindsight as, as they all are. You know, we didn't sign any anyone famously. We, we didn't sign anyone the preseason before we went on to storm the league. Um, you know, if we do the same again, although we've already drawn drawn that first game, so so we need to we need to go on a like what is it a twenty four match winning run now to match that. But you know, if you were to do that, then nobody would be bemoaning the lack of signings. Point is. You know, it's left you vulnerable. So, could they be preparing something? Of course, they could. You know, a lot of a lot of people look at their record with the Red Sox and what they did there, and the big signings they made, and and so on. How they 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 built a legacy, and they say, well, they'll they'll probably try to do the same here. And when the time is right, you know, when they think they can manage the market, other people. Like you suggested, or has been suggested, Jay suggested there maybe would say that they had an idea of how the playing field was going to be, but actually it's it's quite different to what they imagined. And now it's a little bit like are they maybe thinking, you know, just to coin a football phrase, someone's moved the goalposts. Yeah, you know, perhaps. Or maybe they were madly naive to think that there were goalposts in football, given its history. But, you know, famously they were, you know, newcomers to the game and therefore didn't know the history of it and didn't know its murky past and its murky present, let's be honest. So, you know, money does win through and bad people do run football clubs and use ill-gotten gains and money which is less which has come from less than reputable sources to fund things that they shouldn't be allowed to and then bend the rules to funnel through other clubs and so on and so forth and it it, it gets allowed to happen unfortunately um and maybe they were naive to think differently but at the end of the day the question jay poses is right you know, it's a question I posed in the pre-pod. Is that as far as they can take us? Is punching above, above our weight and assembling a squad that really has no right to be beating the super clubs, which contain the likes of Neymar and Mbappe and Messi and, and uh, you know... And there, there are subs and, who are Di Maria and Accardi. And so on. You know, you can, you can list them, you know, from Man City through to PSG, through to, through to Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona in their past. I mean, I'm not sure Luke de Jong and, and Martin Braithwaite really count. 
but um, <laughs> but you, you you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Martin Braithwaite, I do. Is is that Brathwaite apparently? But yeah, <laughs> but uh, is yeah. Uh, you know is that the end of FSG's rainbow? And if it is, then are we as Liverpool fans happy with that? Happy to have somewhat in some way ethical owners although i'm using that term loosely because they're i mean they're hedge fund guys and let's be honest we all hate them in any other context but you know at least they're not despotic leaders or or oligarchs with you know also questionable questionable past and so on or or, or dodgy prime ministers as, as used to own man city and and so on so so where do we want to go and what does it say for the future of football if you can only compete at the top if you're owned by an oil rich state? Yeah, and see you the know. thing is, the thing is here, even if you are a supporter that, that craves and wants that, there are a finite number of individuals of who, who who are going to be able to fund this. So, you know, where where do you go from here? Because well, the, 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 it's the a very, is, it's a very difficult, difficult situation to find ownership that's actually going to take you beyond FSG, isn't well, it? Well, that's it. Where does it go? And that's the thing with all of it, you know, without getting, without getting philosophical on you. But the point is, if you reach a point where you can't go any further, then, then what happens and I think when it comes to ownership in football and the fees being paid in football and, and how it's all how it all has been working I think you've reached that point so the big question is and you've already seen it happening we've talked about it before with players starting big players starting to run the run their contracts down and transfer fees starting to you know become less of a thing at the very top level what is next and how does it all work? Because I think the era of the of the 200 or 150 million pound transfer and, and 500 million, 500 grand a week wages are gone. Yeah, you, you might get the wages, but you won't get the fee. Or if you get the fee, it'll be done in a signing on way. Or if you won't, might not even get the wages. You might have to get it in bonuses. And, and where does it go? And how, how does it write itself? Because, yeah. You know, FSG, people can can, can have any opinion on them. I, I, I'm a little bit ambivalent on, on them in a way, in, in that I think they've done a very good job in terms of steadying the club, writing it, making it a financial force, investing well. The biggest coup was obviously Klopp. You know, they've won the league, they've won the Champions League. But now they've hit an impasse and, you know, I wonder how certain deals, particularly the big night deal, which was much vaunted and pre-corona and signed on pre-corona terms, which was, I think, hit very hard by corona reality. You know, where are they now? They're on the back foot by the looks of it, and they have been for a couple of seasons. And that needs to change for us, I think, as a club. You know, and I don't think... Would anybody disagree? That's the question. Yeah. Um, just to just to finish up for me, I, I kind of feel like if, if these guys are going to stick around, I feel like they're waiting for the and we I think they're waiting for the transition to the American model where it's trade players and the money goes to wages and the money goes to securing contracts for high level players rather than forking out extortionate transfer fees for for the top talent and if we can get there which for me and i've said this for if you know me i've said this for a couple of years now i feel like we've been on, on that way and i did see it at the start of the season kane Haaland, and bappe they'll go nowhere this year and bappe particularly will see his contract out and the money's going to go in their pockets because they're getting a little bit smarter and the agents are getting a little bit smarter and the agents want the money in their pockets as well so just That's- to yeah, that's the thing. Just, just quickly, you know, if if Mbappe's in the back pocket for next year and that's all being sorted, then you know FSG are, are fucking master, mastermind. Yeah, exactly. And if they're not, they're 
they're, they're cunts all over again. They're so, cunts. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so, Chief, given the window's now shut, we are where we are, and the other teams are where they are. You know, I think we all said we'd probably win the league. Where are you now? Where do we finish? Yeah, we're still in the league. Go on. Okay. Good enough. Jay? Why not win it? Yeah, why I, not? Why not? Why not? What's, what, what stops us? Only That's ourselves. It. That's it. Exactly it. Beryl, uh, you're, yeah, yeah, of course, of course you think we'll win the league. Yeah, I don't know. You know, everybody was being really pessimistic and downbeat, but uh, you know, n- now we're winning the league. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think, um, I think that the chances that we go really far or even win the the Champions League are maybe greater than than winning the league this this season. Um, my heart always says that we win the league. Uh, my head is is a bit more uh, tentative about that. Uh, but uh, we will be there or thereabouts. Okay. Well, lads, thanks for joining me. That was an interesting debate. And until after the glorious and wonderful international break, um, up the transfer window wins and reds. <laughs>